The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by Niner Empire GB. Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. I'm Kat Victorino and joining me today are James Little and Graham Ross. Good evening, gentlemen. Evening. Evening, Kat. How are we doing? We're doing good. We are eight days away from the NFL draft for 2021. Are we excited? Yes. Yes. Well, for the third pick. <laughs> yeah, you know, we've had some changes um, since the last time we recorded, and, you know, Twitter went afire. And uh, it's been an interesting time, but the Niners now have nine picks. We are looking at pick number three. I'm just going to go with the overalls. I'm not going to worry about the rounds right now. But we get overall pick number three. Woohoo! Pick number 43, 102, 117, 155, 172, 180, 194, and 230. Nine picks all together with number three being the big one that everyone has been talking about. So all over Twittersphere, it's been Mac Jones, Justin Fields, and everybody else. Trey Lance, which I think is the one they're leaning towards this week they've been oscillating it was mac for a long time then it was justin what are you guys feeling there graham who are you going for <laughs> i'll let graham go first on this well the first there's a couple of things before we get into a name um the first thing the, the draft's a crapshoot fun, fundamentally and unfortunately the odds are whoever we pick it's not going to be a long-term start, long-term starter or superstar. The majority of quarterbacks that have been picked in the first round since 2015 are now no longer on that team that picked them. That's just absolute fact. So whoever we pick, the the odds are against them from 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 day one. So I think that I think it's important to just set the expectations there. Um. Now, I'm not a great college football follower. Um, however, that said, since this trade has been done, I've I've checked out. There's a there's a channel on YouTube called the QB School, um, run by JT O'Sullivan, who used to uh, play for the 49ers. It's fantastic, and based on his 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 assessments and his ratings, I'm edging towards Justin Fields. Um, and I just think that, but if you, I also think with his ratings and his assessments is that he should be the number one overall. So he might not even be available. So that's an interest. That's an interesting thing because I don't think it's necessarily set that one is Trevor Lawrence and two is Zach Wilson. How, I mean, how often do the predictions of the actual draft come true? Oh, wow. Graham, sh- straight out of the blocks. I thought the biggest setting stone thing about this draft is Trevor Lawrence at number one. I haven't seen anyone taking him, not number one, and Zach Wilson, number two. Oh, that is, um, I tell you what, if you get that right, mate, what a claim. What a claim. I've, I, I've, yeah, I mean, I well, first and foremost, I agree with you entirely. For me, the pick would be Justin Fields. Um like you, I'm not a massive college football fan, but obviously since we acquired the third pick, 
took it upon myself to go and see what I can. I <laughs> he actually Justin Fields actually appeared on a Netflix program that they conveniently took off Netflix ran about the same time that we picked up the third overall pick. So I've had to go and find QB one. I think it's called Beyond the Light or something when he came out of high school. Um, so this kid's been supremely talented, as they all are, from a young age. Um, the one sole reason I want it to be Justin Fields over the other guys, or the other two, you could say, that we've out of the three, is mainly because I really want to see our quarterback extend a play. <laughs> uh, it's as simple as that. I started, as you know, I started watching us about 10 years ago. When Kaepernick took over from Smith was when I started following the sport and the team. And I instantly fell in love with that style of play. I personally think uh, that the league is edging more towards that. Um, obviously, <laughs> that scene said, Tom Brady just won the Super Bowl and we all know he doesn't really move about a lot. But I just do think the whole the sport as a whole and the, the quarterbacks that have been Kyler Murray, was the same, but then you look at like Jared Goff, who's a pocket passer, and he hasn't done too well. He went number one overall. Um, again, I, I don't follow college sports too much uh, in terms of Trevor Lawrence. What I've seen from Trevor Lawrence, he's got an absolute rocket of an arm, and everyone said he's the number one pick. I don't know whether he uses his feet too much, but to me, Justin Fields would be my selection because I just want to be able to see that when our quarterback is in trouble, that they can use their legs to extend the play, which we've not seen for a number of years since Kaepernick. I, I may, I may be wrong in that. You know, it, it's also a dangerous, a possibly a dangerous way to play the position because people who tend to move around like that don't necessarily have long careers. I mean, I, you guys know more than me. Can you name a person who's been a mobile quarterback for a number of years? The only one I can really think of is Russell Wilson. I certainly think he's slowed down in recent times except when he plays us and runs 40-odd yards every game at least once. Uh, but, yeah, so I agree with you, Justin Fields. Um, you're right about the JT Sullivan stuff. I only discovered that this week, so I've got a week or so to catch up on what you've seen. But I heard JT Sullivan on the, I think it was Mayoko's podcast, Matt Mayoko had him on. Could have been one of the others I listened to. I listened to a number of them. They all kind of cross over, but... Yeah, I'm glad we're on the same page. I think a lot of us are thinking the same. What about Mac Jones, though? I don't get this hype around Mac Jones, apart from he's had one of the most successful college careers last year or in total, apparently. But for me, just, I don't know. There's a lot of negative around him, but then they're saying he could be our guy. I think a lot of the, um, that he could be our guy comes from the fact that there's a an obvious comparison to Kirk Cousins, and um, and in the past, there's always you know Shanahan's always wanted to court him, and he's even quite public about it. He wanted to bring him to to to, to the Niners, but I am, um, you know, if you listen to the interview that the press conference that Shanahan gave, uh, he and Lynch gave after after the the um, the acquisition of the third pick. He mentions Elway. He mentions Mahomes as the league quarterback. So that tells me that's what he's after. He's not after a Kirk Cousins type, you know, um, standard quarterback. So I'm prepared to dismiss that 
um, you know that the, all the rumours about Matt Jones. I think it would be one of the three that, we, that I've already mentioned: it would be Lawrence Wilson or or Fields, whoever whoever's left at point, at pick three. Um, I think it'll be it'll be that be that person. Um, but that said, that said, if it is Mac Jones, or if it's Trey Lance, or if it's somebody else, um, he's our guy, and he, you know, and if it works out, great. It doesn't matter that we've given up three first round draft picks um, and another pick to, to 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 acquire him. If it works out, you know, so. Um, but it's got to work out, and I think the odds are against that when you go down, when you go out with those top three potentially. Well, yeah, you you're spot on. Whoever they pick, we have to get behind. I think if we do pick Matt Jones, the meltdown in the fan base is going to be a typical fa- typical meltdown that our fan base loves to do. <laughs> um. I just, I just think there's a lot of negativity from fans around him. Uh, but Peter Schrager, in his latest draft mock, mock draft even, um, <laughs> he picked Mac Jones and just said that. <laughs> he, yeah, he picked Mac Jones and just said that he, he's hearing his eye going. I just don't know where. I don't know. Nobody knows who's. I don't even think Kyle um, and John Lynch know now. If well. I don't know. Do do they have they known all along who their guy is? The other the question that was mentioned in the last podcast was, you know, about the relationship with the Jets that where we tipped off that they were picking Wilson and and Fields or Jones or Trey Lads. I think well, you know, I want to pick Fields. That's who I pick. If we go with Matt Jones, whoever we go with, we've got to get behind. If we go with Matt Jones, I think he's going to come under ridiculous scrutiny more than the other guy, the other two would. If we go with Trey Lance, from what I understand, from what I'm hearing and seeing, is that he would be more of a more of a guy to sit behind Jimmy for the year. But in my opinion is still of the case of whoever we pick will sit well, should sit behind Jimmy so they learn. Um whether that'll be the case though, you know, it it's that first round so high yeah. pick it's it's the minute jimmy throws a pick it'll be get him on the field i so. know which uh i always hate that so we've alluded to how risky the the acquisition of this pick is this is do or die for lynch and shanahan a lot of people are are saying what do you guys think definitely you mean, mean like when you give up that much draft capital and you, you know, you you are staking your tenure at um, in your current team um, on that. They might get other opportunities if this, uh, you know, at other teams in the future if this doesn't fail. Because I think they've done a really good job. But um, they are absolutely staking the, you know, their futures on it. But I think, to be fair, I think it's a move that they had to actually make. You know, they had to do. They had to do something to really bolster the quarterback room. Um, so after the free agency and the way the free agency panned out, we didn't get, we weren't able to bring in a, because I actually thought what we would end up doing, we'd be bringing in a, a veteran, um, you know, to as a, a as a backup, a proven player that can play. Because, I mean, 
I mean, like my view is like last season, you look at last season, the reason that we didn't make the playoffs is not because of the injuries that we suffered. Yes, the injuries had the impact. It's purely down to incompetent quarterback play. If if Mullins was on the numbers, we, we don't lose the Washington game. We don't lose the Philadelphia game. We don't lose... Um, there, was an, there was another game at, towards the end of the season. I can't remember who, who it was against. But there was about four games when I went back and looked at them. We would win that if he had comp- competent quarterback play. Four games on our record were in the playoffs. And it's that simple. So the... The quarterback room needed to be strengthened, and okay, we couldn't get a veteran. I think the um, the Deshaun Watson option went went out the window with the the legal issues that that have, uh, that have arisen. So therefore, this was the the only option that they had left, and and I'm quite glad that they've actually made the trade and done that because I think this it will create an excitement for the future. It might also take, might also create a future quarterback controversy. Um, and my gut feel is that Garoppolo will start and and the season and will be there for this season. If Garoppolo is fully fit and performs well and takes us to another Super Bowl, then it's given Lynch and Shanahan a decision to make this time next year. Um, a, very similar to the Aaron Rodgers situation in Green Bay. You know, Jordan Love last year drafted in the first round, sat in the first year. Rodgers goes on to be MVP of the league. So it's going to be interesting times. It's always an interesting ride, right? <laughs> I'd love, I would absolutely love Jimmy to go on and get MVP next year. I'd, I'd Hello. Just, I think I, w- I would. Whether it'll happen, we'll see. But I think you'd spot on. And I think you're right, 100% right, with the quarterback play being the failure. <laughs> we go on about the offensive genius that we've got, but when, like Graham said, he's gone back and watched a few of our games. I've gone back and watched a few of the highlights from our games from last season as well. <clears throat> and a number of, well, a number, many times I watched it and there was open receivers. And that is down to the scheme and the scheming. We've been through it time again. He does have a knack of finding open receivers. He really does. Um, and then on the other side of the coin, when we run the ball, he's got a knack of placing those blocks in the correct place. So, yeah, you're right. This is do or die for them. But <clears throat> I think the reason they've done it now, certainly this year, is because next year's draft is possibly the most unknown draft the NFL has ever seen because of lack of action due to COVID-19 the college game had last year. So I think next year is possibly more of a, of a lottery of a draft than any other year. At least this year, you've got field, you've got tape of field, you've got tape of Trey Lance, even though he opted not to play this year. He would have, he would have been playing college football in March if he'd have opted to play this year, but obviously wouldn't have been eligible for the draft. Um, but at least you've got, you've got game tape to study from the guys that you're selecting now next year they're not going to have as much of that so they had to pull the trigger you're 100% right I was very much as you said getting a veteran I I, I would have loved I mean it, it wouldn't have really fit in Kyle's scheme but someone like Fitzpatrick that's consistently performed in this year in this league for almost every team I think the guy's played for 
like that for me. But then you know when he's picking up ten million a season, you've got Jimmy on was it twenty five? You know, it wasn't. It was a fantasy in my mind. So this is the the next best thing, and it is a decision at the end of this year if Jimmy balls or doesn't ball this year because of the contracts that we we have no option to do. Warner has got to get his contract. Bosa, I mean, he's come on, he's going to be. I personally think going to be one of the best defensive players in this league for a number of years if he returns to what he was that we what that we saw. So yeah, you, I think you're 100 percent right. It, it's something they had to do. They've put their jobs on the line by doing it, but they would have had to have done that at some point anyway. And I think they've chose now to have been the time to do it. And I think then you know it's the right time for them to have done that. Off topic. Did you catch that? Workout session of Bosa's the other day. He looked yeah, I've seen him, I've seen a number. I've actually managed to follow some people on Instagram who know him that aren't related to the game. Really. They're like friends of his, oh, nice. <laughs> and I've seen through their Instagram stories um, <laughs> other bits of him training. So I'm quite a bit weird like that. I do find people on social media. So, yeah, I've uh, I've actually seen friends of his who are training, people who have been training with him that aren't football players. They're just friends of his by the looks of it. And, uh, <coughs> it, it, yeah, <laughs> what, what a beast. What a beast. That's a, I'm so looking forward to having him back. I really am. So we've spent about 20 minutes talking about our first pick of the draft, which is number three in the first round overall. We do have one pick in the second draft. I'm not going to make you guys pick who's going, when, where, what, how. What I want to turn the conversation to more is what do you think are most pressing needs behind after quarterback? Because we need to shore that up. What do we need to work on next? What other needs do you think they can fill in this draft with these eight remaining picks? Graham? I think cornerback's a need. Um... I think offensive lines a need. So it's, it's always a, a need. Um, I actually think edge. I'm not convinced. I mean, D Ford. I'm not convinced about D Ford. I'm not totally convinced about the. I can't pronounce the guy's name that got him free agency for the for the Rams. I'm not convinced he's a a full. He's not at D Ford's level. So, I think there's there's a a, a need there. Um, and possibly, and possibly, I know we, I know we've got uh, receivers, but I think we, I mean, we don't really have a, we don't really have a third receiver. So the, the, they're probably the um, the things for me. I can see you're laughing away here, Kat. <laughs> I'm dying of laughter because you've nailed my list. Okay, our, our order was a little different. Mine was O-line depth. Mine was corner depth. Mine was third right wide receiver. I had thought about putting Edge on there because I wasn't sure where Samuel... Oh, gosh. Okay, you know who I'm talking about. Where he was, you know, if he really was a good pickup. Um, but I did put a question mark around running backs. We seem to be going through a carousel of running backs over the last few years. Is there any guarantee that Mostert's going to be the starter or that Coleman's going to be? You know, I mean, wh- what do you think, James? Uh, I think that uh, you could, Kyle Shanahan could pick, not, not quite me, but Kyle Shanahan could pick up most people who have played American football and make them look a amazing 
running back. That's not taken away from what Mozart had done. Um, I really like Raheem Mozart. But look at what he did before he came to us. And I think he realised that when he, there was a slight chance of him going. And I think he was quite clever. I mean, right, let's look at Matt Broder. Look at how good Cheetah was for us. The plays that he made as a running back for us. And then unfortunately, which I didn't like to see, he did not, didn't do anything really last year, did he? So, and now yeah. he's going to Buffalo. Yeah, and I tell you what, that could be a great fit for him. That really could be I a great. Hope so. they, they are a good. I have to admit, I did enjoy watching them last year. I, I've got a little bit of a weird soft spot for the Bills. I don't know why, but yeah, it could be a great fit for him. But yeah, I think we can pick up a running back in the draft. But for me, it would be cornerback. O-line depth. I'm always going to say O-line depth because you can find some top talents in the lower, you know, just basically because the position itself isn't a flashy position. You can find a real tough O-lineman in the lower uh, rounds of the draft. But I also, what neither of you said, I think is a possibility, but then we don't know much about the pick from last year, is tight end. Now, obviously, George Kittle, best tight end in the Hello. league, but... I'm not, yeah. not going to say injury prone, but he has picked, you know, he's picked up purely through the way he plays the game. He's a very physical player in every aspect of his play. So that it's, it's an, almost inevitable that he's going to pick up fatigue or some slight knock where he's not going to play every down. So that leaves now with the retirement of Jordan Reed, which I, I, I liked Jordan Reed before he came to us. Um, and you know, we, there was a possibility that he would retire before he came to us, and he came to us, and I think he performed very well. That catch that's been going around social media from last season that he made was unbelievable, <clears throat> and I wish him all the best. I think he's probably made the right decision. Um, he's took a lot of concussions and head in. You know, it's we all know that side of the game is things. So all the best. But when I read that, I was like, ah, I was really looking forward to seeing uh, George and Reed. As a you know, as a combination, as a two tight end combination. So now that leaves Dwelly time for Dwelly to possibly step up and actually be a starter in this league. But what about Warner? I think it's Warner or Werner, however you say his name, that we picked up last year that we saw next to nothing of. You know, do they know more about this guy than we know? So I wouldn't be surprised if if, if they haven't got full confidence in the depth chart behind George to possibly pick up a tight end. And I would guess it would be a blocking tight end. Um, rather than a receiving tight end, but Reed was more of a receiving than a blocking tight end. So I just wanted to throw a tight end in there. But for me, <laughs> cornerback, O line, and any anything after cornerback and O line, I'd be happy with. Like I say, I'm not a massive follower of the college game. I think what the whole sport and the whole world has been through in the past twelve months and ongoing, really in places that. You know, whoever they're picking, though, lower lower rounds is is a gamble. It's the whole draft is a gamble, Graham said it. The whole draft. Is well, a gamble, we say but... it every year. There's never a guarantee that any of these yeah. kids, even if you are picked number one, are mm-hmm. gonna make it and succeed in the league. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's... exactly, exactly. Well, look at just an example. George George Kittle, who we pick up, is it second or third round? I'm sure. Fifth. He, you know, was it was it fifth, 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 fifth round? Fifth. Yeah. Fifth round. See, yeah. I thought it was higher than that, but yeah. So there you go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> best best player in that position in the league, in my opinion. 
and he was picked in the fifth round. Then, of course, one that gets wheeled out before every draft in the opening titles of every single draft every year. You get that nice image of a really skinny Tom Brady. <laughs> so, yeah, in short, cornerback, O-line, and anything after that I'd be happy with, to be honest with you. Yeah, the only thing I was I was going to say, I mean, on regards to running back, I'd, I agree with what you said there, James, that um, you don't spend draft capital on a running back. You, you you can get them quite easily late rounds in free agency, and free, you know, um, Shanahan does have a track record of developing people in that um, in that category into productive players in, in the league. So yeah, I, I agree with uh, I would agree with all that. And yeah, tight end could, could well be a need following uh, Jordan Reed's um, retirement. Interesting. So, have you guys seen any other players out there that are up in this draft that you're interested in? Not really. To be honest, as I said earlier, it's, it's, <laughs> the, 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 there's too many. We're not, not really a massive um, a massive college fan. Um, although the, the, there was, I mean, because when we were looking at pick twelve, I was. Um, being aware of, there's I think there's a couple of um, is it, is it a couple of Alabama uh, cornerbacks. Is it certain or uh, that that that's meant to be quite um, quite high prospect? Um, but apart from that, no, no, not for me. <laughs> I couldn't. I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll admit what I don't know there. <laughs> Certain uh, uh, <clears throat> was the one I had as picking when we had the 12th pick. Uh, he seems to be the top corner in the draft, so we're not going to get him and, unless we pick him three, which would be absolute oh my mental, gosh. mental. That um, it's, I it's mean, like, well, yeah, that's not like a position you pick at number three. <laughs> well, yeah, but, the, the, but then yeah, again, I mean, it'd, it'd be quite nice if we could pick up. The quarterback we want at three, and then we could get the Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver somehow fall to us in the second round. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, now, it was, yeah. Y'all it's know you. I'm gonna laugh. What have you been drinking there, mate? <laughs> 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 yeah, but no, like yeah, like Graham. Unfortunately, not being a massive follower of the college game, I did start to get into it a little bit more. Um, Mainly watching Notre Dame because because of Deepak. It's the only that was literally the only reason I started to watch because I noticed they'd come up on um we've got BT Sport and ESPN here like and I'd noticed they'd, and I'd sit and watch, I'd kept finding them on a Saturday night but then of course COVID hit and it was, it all as we all know all mm-hmm. stopped and that so I may may start watching a bit more of them. the seasons tend to run pretty much line in line with the NFL so it'd be nice if it was in between. <laughs> in between, it'd be great. Yeah, um, it's hard to devote Saturdays and Sundays to football. Yeah, so. and of course we have uh, we have our own soccer over here. Mm-hmm. I'm also glutton for punishment with that. So yeah, <laughs> but uh, I stop up for the draft every year anyway. I, I normally get to about pick ten, and that's when I'll fall asleep. So I'll probably do the same again this year. Definitely. But, uh, yeah, I'll probably spend about four hours before the draft, just watching highlights of the quarterbacks that we may possibly pick, which I've done a fair bit of already anyway. Um, so it starts at like one in the morning for you guys, right? Yeah. So that, yeah. Right, okay, I was going to ask, do we know what time it starts? It's, it's 5 p.m. my time, I believe. 
Yeah. Which would be, be 1 a.m. your time. Yeah. Thursday night as well. See, I can map. You see, so I'm, I'm not currently work. I'm not currently working Friday, so I haven't had to use a day's holiday this year. <laughs> so I asked to have yeah. both Friday, Thursday and Friday next week as half days, so that I could come home early to get ready. So if yeah. we want to go live in well, the group, we can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We keep yeah. playing with that idea. We might want to. Yeah, it worked a little. It worked okay last we year. We can have I some think. fun. Do a little. Yeah, pre-draft this... hype. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's. I think it's good. It, Few more people get involved with that than coming on the podcast. But as we know with Jimmy, who unfortunately is not well tonight, but he's putting himself down. We're getting a few more people involved. I think, you know, people are slowly coming around to the idea. That's what we want. Probably sick of listening to my opinions anyway. So, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's next Thursday night, I think. Think unless you guys have anything else. Yes, I think we've pretty much covered. Yes. Oh, James. I mean, Graham, go for it. Yes, I think I think it would be a completely a miss um, of us at this time to um, not make mention of Alex Smith, who announced his retirement yesterday. Um, that was my next thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, I think he. I mean, he got, I think he got a. T- the wrong end of the stick, um, a, a bad hand dealt to him when he was drafted, because um, he naturally was always compared to, to to Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers sat for three years, had stability at Green Bay, uh, you know, before he before he played. Whereas Alex Smith was thrown into the deep end from from day one with five different offensive coordinators in his first five years, and you know couldn't really get into rhythm, but really, really came to his to his fold, and you could really see what he did under Jim Harbaugh, and was at the end of the day unlucky to lose his job to Kaepernick, um, and you know there was a you know there's no pleasing our, our people in our, our fan base, but I actually quite liked Alex Smith when he played for us. I, I really, I thought he, you know, he's putting the ball in positions that could be caught. And most of the times they were being dropped because our receivers were never any good. So that's all a quarterback can ultimately do. And obviously the, the comeback from injury last year, that's just a phenomenal story, truly inspiring of, about, of, of grit and determination and never give up hats off to the guy wish him all the best oh absolutely he is by far probably one of the most genuinely nice people that you could ever talk to um i have a friend who had the pleasure of meeting him at a game after a game and he was just always so you know giving to his fans and just so sweet and so kind and you know Everything I've heard about him has just been great. I, you know, I loved Alex and I loved, you know, I loved Colin too, but I'm a Niner girl. I'm going to love him and I'm still going to love him. Um, I was devastated with his injury and I'm just so impressed at his comeback. I mean, that he was near death at one point and to see that man throw a football last year, I was in tears. I watched that game. I had to watch it for Alex. Um, yeah. And it just goes to show he's going to be able to accomplish whatever he sets his mind to. And I certainly hope he enjoys every minute of the rest of his life with his beautiful family. Totally agree. What a warrior is. I caught the very end of his Niner career. Um, 
what a warrior, what an example to any uh, any aspiring athlete, and what an example to his children. Like, not, you know, not just his children. Sorry, James, interrupt, but not just his children. I think it's just so so such an inspirational story, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, as you say, the situation that he was in and where he came back to to play in the NFL and play well, and yeah. and and win the starting job, you know, for an NFL franchise, you know, yeah, yeah, Dang, yeah. Hope to see him in a coach's hat. That would be interesting. But I always like seeing old players coach. So what can I say? <laughs> old romantic, you. I know, that's me. <laughs> well, I think we've about covered all we can cover. Sorry, gang, you got stuck with three non-college football fans here. Is there anything else we've missed? Last time we talked about the merch, which will be updated by the season start. We've got the Facebook group. We've got the sign-up sheet for people to get involved with the program. Get on the show. We want more voices. I think we've covered everything. The, yeah, I think also there's a possible opportunity to uh, mix with other people from other podcasts and other NFL groups. I'm in a group with all the a lot of well, there's a group from the NFL UK group. There's a chat with an admin from every UK group, UK based <laughs> group from each team. Let's just. If you know what I'm saying, so there is there, there, there may be an opportunity for some crossover um, podcast episodes and stuff, but um, it's just yeah, it's exciting. Nice, it's exciting. So yeah, we like. Just growth. wanted to add that. Yeah, we like new indeed. voices. We, but most of all, we love our Niners. All right, guys, we're going to wrap up the show. Thank you both for joining me today. Thanks to Audionautics.com for the music. Thanks to Andy Mitchell, Daryl Nils Handman, Deepak Gohill, Graham Ross, James Little, Jason Argo, Mark Lyon, Nathaniel James, Neil Jepson, Paul McDonald, Rob Newell, Ross Irwin, Simon Holdsworth, and Stephen Box for all the work they do on the show and in the group. My apologies if I missed anyone. And if you would like to be involved in the show, just let us know. We're always looking for members to help out, contribute, or appear on the show. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Niner Empire GB, and on Facebook, search for the group Niner Empire GB. Be sure you check out the Frequency 49 blog on Podbean or your favorite podcast site. You can also email us at Frequency49Show at gmail.com. On behalf of James Little and Graham Ross, I'm Kat Victorino. Go Niners! We'll see you after the draft. See you later, guys. Bye-bye.